0: This is the Moms in Motion podcast, where we are running our businesses, running our households, and trying not to run ourselves into the ground while juggling about. We have figured it out the hard way so you don't have to.
1: We are here to help you build your village, improve your connection with your mom bod, and possibly even navigate business ownership better. If you are looking for all things pregnancy,
0: postpartum, and mom life, that's honest and not too serious, this is the podcast for you. We are Krista Williams and Dr. Jen Perna, and we are Moms in Motion. Welcome back to the Moms in Motion podcast. I'm Krista. Hi, Jen.
1: Hello. How are you? Great. It is rainy and gross out, but we are here and excited to be chatting today about Habit Breaking 101. Why once is never enough? And what the heck do we mean? This is is such a good topic because we both deal with this in all the time.
0: so many different
1: ways. Yeah, all the time. So, so there's a lot of different places we can take this. Yeah. But. So essentially what we're talking about is from a PT perspective, we get this all the time where patients will contact us and they say, can I just come in for an evaluation for you to show me exercises to help my blah, my leakage, my diastasis, my back pain, whatever. And I know Krista gets the same sort of request from people. Um, Can you just show me an exercise routine to get my core stronger after birth? Yeah.
0: Yes. And And it's all the same stuff, right? Like my back hurts. mm -hmm. My core is weak. Um, I don't don't feel exercises in the right place. So can we just like go through this once? Yeah. One time.
1: I want to schedule one session to do this. And this is probably on my top five things of the biggest pains in my ass requests that I get from people. Well, that's a whole other episode. Yeah. <laughs> but I hate, I absolutely hate when people call and ask. For this. And the reason for that is because that is not how our body works. When you are coming to therapy, when you're trying to get stronger, when you are starting a new diet, when you're starting a new anything and you're wanting to break a habit, you cannot just be taught something one time and think that that is then going to translate to the changes that you actually want.
0: And wouldn't that be easy? Like nobody would ever have any issues if it was that easy. For sure. Like I'd be out really, of a job, which is great. That right? easy. Yeah. Everybody would figure it all out on their own. on their own. Well, because there's you know a million um, YouTube channels, mm-hmm. websites, things that can like teach you things, but nothing is a one size fits all. Right. And everybody's reason for having these issues, whether it's back pain or whether it's a diastasis or um if if they're having like leakage issues there's so many reasons that these things happen that mm-hmm. it is impossible to plan a workout or plan like
1: one PT session and think we're going to fix people for sure and you know just when we break it down and say we were able to hit the nail on the head and we'll go through in a little bit about like what exactly a treatment session looks like but if we were to just figure it all out and know exactly why you're leaking or exactly why you have back pain and what needs to get stronger and what needs to get more flex flexible, we are still assuming that you do the same exercise over and over and over. Perfectly executed. <laughs> perfectly executed. That same exercise without progression. And magically, your symptoms are going to go away. Yeah. And, well, that,
0: that's exactly what it would be. It would be magic. Yeah. It just doesn't work like it that. It
1: doesn't work. So the way that your body gets stronger, and we'll just talk about strength right now, but the way that your body gets stronger is through progressive overload. So if you are not progressively making the exercise harder as you are getting stronger, you are doing no good at a, after a certain point for your body because it's going to be too easy after a certain point. So if we are only teaching you one set of exercises and never following up with you to know if they're too easy or too hard or too anything, you're not going to get any results from that.
0: Well, we wouldn't need qualifications to do our jobs, it sounds like, right? Like if we never had to- There'd be no thought. Progress people. Right. We just hand out like, I don't know, handouts and call it a
1: day. Well, and I think that that's what people think. Like I used to get this all the time in ortho and I still get it now as a pelvic floor therapist. But I think people think that, oh, if I have diastasis, these five exercises are going to be the thing that fixes me. And our body doesn't work like that. Right. Just like every body is different when it comes to like nutrition and the needs of somebody with a certain body mass index and the needs of somebody that has a thinner frame versus a more muscular frame are going to be different. It's the same thing with exercise prescription. And it like also goes the other way.
0: Like if there was a certain set of exercises that worked for everyone to fix a certain problem, um, then there would also sound like there would be a certain list of exercises that are unsafe. For sure. Like, so people think that too, right? Like, if I have a diastasis, what can't I do? Right. Well, it literally depends on the person in front of me. Yep. Their education, their experience, their ability to, like, learn and how quickly. You Mm -hmm. know, some people respond to cues really quickly and some people are, like, looking at me like they're out to lunch at the end of our session. Like, it's it's really hard sometimes to, I mean, like, let's be honest, like, mom brain is, real is very difficult. So mm-hmm. if if you are having a busy day and you're stressed, like trying to focus on yourself enough to like learn things and make progress is difficult enough to start with. Right. And then you think you're going to take all that information and be able to implement it going forward in a way that is going to heal your issues. Right. It's
1: like crazy to me. (laughs) And, you know, when we talk about manual therapy, like people will be like, well, can you just do this technique or this massage or this joint mobilization and help loosen up my hip or loosen up my back or loosen up whatever and just one time (laughs) and I'll be set. And I'm like, well, first of all, you're not a robot. You don't have like a control-alt-delete. Like, let's reset, and then you're good. So here's the thing about manual therapy. We do not actually know. This is kind of embarrassing, but we do not know why it works. The research on physical therapy is very all over the place on why manual therapy works. We know it works. We know that when we do certain techniques with certain people that it helps them, that it makes their pain better, but we don't know why it makes their pain better. Is it that we're desensitizing or resensitizing the nervous system? Is it that we're actually breaking up trigger points and knots and things like that? That is where the research is actually kind of like disproving right now is that we're not actually like when you're foam rolling with an IT band or with a foam roller, um, you're not actually breaking up any sort of muscle tension, that you're just maybe desensitizing nerves, that you're maybe getting yourself more used to what that feeling is. Maybe you're bringing more blood flow to that tissue, but we don't know why these techniques work. Mm -hmm. And so kind of taking that information, we also don't know how much to push on someone. So if I've just met you and you're telling me that your back is super stiff, you may be like... Sasquatch. I mean, honestly, where I could push on you as hard as I possibly can, and that's how much pressure your tissues need. Or you could be a delicate flower. And I don't know that from (laughs) meeting you one time. And so the grading of my manual therapy has to be adjusted each time as I'm getting to know you. So there's not this like magical, if you do this technique with everybody that has back pain, they're all going to get better because we don't actually know why it's getting you better. And so if your nervous system is super up, regulated. That might be why manual therapy helps you. If you are in this super stiff posture, maybe it's more of like a blood flow thing. So we don't really know why our techniques are working. So that is why we need to follow up with you to make sure that we're grading them appropriately so that you still notice changes with them. Yeah.
0: And that's like the same way with exercise, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can help someone with their squat position, but not everyone's squat position should look exactly the same. Right. So if you're telling me that you have like knee pain, or in the past you've really had trouble with your squats, like we need to troubleshoot mm-hmm. this, and then I'm going to follow up with you the next day and see how you
1: feel, mm-hmm. and then we might try something different. Right. Or and, but that happens over time. Over time, it like has to a be. Lot yeah, of time. Yeah, and like same thing. There's no perfect squat position, right? Because all of our bones actually sit differently, right? Totally. Some people have a little more turnout with their hips, and some people have a little more turn in. So the cues that Krista would give, or that I would give for somebody's squat form, could be very different person to person, depending on one, their anatomy, and two, what feels good. Right. Right. Because sometimes it looks perfect and it still doesn't feel right. Right. So we have to adjust that. And so it's really important that, yes, all the conditions could be right, but that still may not feel perfect for someone. Yeah, And then on top of that, like say I give somebody, I do a little bit of manual therapy and I think that maybe they're having some stiffness and some tissue. And then I'm like, okay, these are three exercises that I'm thinking based on my exam are a great place to start. Well, now that I just released all that tissue in your back and you're feeling great, now you're doing those exercises, you do them in the clinic perfectly, You go home and now your kids are screaming, you're stressed, you didn't eat well, you didn't sleep well, you're so dehydrated, you try to do those exercises at home, they're not going to feel as good as they did here. So when you come back to the clinic, we may have to adjust things because it might have been in the perfect like microcosm of the clinic, could (laughs) have been the perfect setting for you to excel at those exercises and the second you take them home. It all falls apart. And there's like so many external factors on all of that stuff. Like, mm-hmm.
0: you know, how the the rest of your day, right? Like the other, what, 23 hours that you're not focusing on your PT session or your workout or whatever... We are doing so many different things with our bodies during the day that has a much greater effect on how we feel and how we perform than just our workout. Right. So that doesn't really make sense. Exactly. Like
1: exactly. Like you have to take all those factors. Yeah. And they're changing every single day. Yeah. And like I could show you three exercises that will make your core function better. Sure, but if you're standing like a jack wagon at the kitchen counter preparing every meal of the day and maybe you're cooking five-hour meals because you're prepping for a big event for the family, like all those little exercises I gave you are going to do nothing. Right. So we have to take it in context with like what other things you're doing and what postural habits and lifestyle habits are you doing and really tie it into one picture and it isn't figured out in one single session. Yeah. Like, I think it's really
0: easy to go on like a YouTube video or like an Instagram reel and people are always posting like, try this to get this. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you know, it's got 50,000 likes and all of these women commenting that like, this exercise really helped me, like helped you feel a little bit better in that moment.
1: In right. that day, and then what? And then what? And then like, what? And then what career over? Yeah, then what no over did you have, right? And so if we start thinking about like leakage, for example, like I'm gonna go into a little bit about like, what exactly our thought process here is at Vivid. So when our patients come in, we want to try to figure out why are you having symptoms? So it's not enough for us to just say that your pelvic floor is weak or your pelvic floor is tight or there's something you know that's maybe out of alignment. We want to figure out why is that the case? And so when you come in for an evaluation, you're going to go through a full history. Your therapist is going to go through. They want to understand when your symptoms started I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. What other things are maybe happening at the same time? What are you eating? What are you drinking? We want to understand your behaviors, your lifestyle, like what exactly does your life look like? Because we need to understand all of those things because they're important for us to figure out when is the leakage happening? Is it happening because of an urgency? Is it happening because you're now creating a behavioral pattern where every time you come home, you run to the bathroom and now every time you pull into the driveway, you have that urge to pee? Mm -hmm. Is it happening because your hips are maybe a little bit stiff? Is it happening because your pelvic floor is weak? Is it happening because you're sucking your core in all the time and you actually have no resiliency through the pelvic floor. So there's a ton of reasons that we can really start listing why somebody might be leaking. And so we have to, through our evaluation, test different hypotheses and come up with different thoughts on why we think somebody is leaking. So we might give them a bladder diary on their first day. We might give them some postural cues on their first day. We might give them an exercise of what we think, okay, your hips are really stiff. I'm thinking that that's like the biggest problem that we're seeing. So I'm going to give you a couple of hip exercises. If you don't come back, we have no idea if what we gave you actually helped you. Right we are going based on a theory that we have come up with and everybody's leakage is different everybody's back pain is different the drivers of what is giving you those symptoms is different in every single person and so if we can't track that and we can't understand what is causing your symptoms and then follow up with you on like did this actually even do anything then it's completely a waste of time. And like it's it's kinda like how people think. I mean, I hope we're a little
0: bit past that point now, but maybe we have some new listeners that are not, that people think that like Kegels will fix my problems. But like right. if they would have worked, then they would have worked already. Right. And everyone wouldn't not be in a worse place. Exactly. Right? Like exactly. Kegels have not helped anyone right. long term and help us as a like as like a society of women yeah. have better pelvic if health. all it was okay, was Kegels,
1: that. there would not be pelvic health physical therapists. Right. I mean, if so that's all it was. So. Any other one exercise or
0: Correct. set of three exercises is going to have the same effect. And like we were going to talk about how different times of the month, mm-hmm. there's changes that goes on that can affect your performance, how you feel and your symptoms drastically. Yes. So depending on when you come for your like, workout session or your PT appointment Mm -hmm. during that month, you might be in a totally different place a week or two from now. And now we have to like reevaluate, try things all over again, because what felt good is not going to feel good at a time of the month when like your symptoms are ramping up because of your menstrual cycle, hormonal changes. And a lot of people don't even know that that's a thing. Right. Like it took a long time for some of my clients to be like, "Okay, now I know I feel like a little bit of heaviness. this point Mm -hmm. in my cycle Mm -hmm. so instead of beating myself up about it and thinking Mm -hmm. that I am like permanently reversing the progress I made I'm just gonna like take it easier on myself right and then the rest of the month I end up getting a lot stronger because I'm like going with the flow versus Mm -hmm. like trying to fight my body all the (laughs) time. Literally going with the flow.
1: But like, that's the thing. I mean, we can do a whole podcast on menstrual cycles, but you know, right after you have your period during that follicular phase, you are able to ramp up your exercise routine a little bit more aggressively. You can handle a little bit more impact exercise. Your estrogen stores are starting to increase. So you're going to start feeling a lot better leading up to ovulation. Mm -hmm. After ovulation, and now you're in the luteal phase, you know, post ovulation, your body starts slowing down. This is when PMS symptoms start, you know, Mm -hmm. coming to be. Um, This is when people start getting like lethargic and when they want to eat chocolate and salt and all these things. And so your, your symptoms can match that. And so if we're only seeing you at a snapshot period of time and maybe we're seeing you at the perfect time or the not perfect time, we might have to adjust what our recommendations are based on how you progress through the month. Totally. So... So, I mean, we're
0: basically saying, like, don't come to us and plan on only coming once because we don't want to play like...
1: No. That. And, like, just... and. But here's the thing. What's really funny is I actually have family members that ask me the exact same thing. They're like, Jen, I have this. Can you just, like, give me a couple of exercises? And every time... I'm, I get snarkier and snarkier every time they ask me. But I say... Jesus Christ, do you really think that seven years of my education came down to just somebody naming a symptom and being able to just rattle off exercises? Right. That there's no critical thinking, Come there's on. there's no yeah. thought process. Give me a little bit like, more credit for like me? my career and like, passion to help people. We give, you know, at Vivid, we do hour and a half evals. And I know that some people might be like, oh, that's really nice. And some people might be like, Jesus, what do you do for an hour and a half? there's a lot that we have to investigate yep. in order to get to the root cause of why you're having your problem. And so if you just think, oh, they'll figure it out in an hour and a half and I'll never have to go back. They'll give me my guideline. Mm-hmm. First of all, you are doing your body a disservice and you're also doing like the allied health professionals a disservice because <laughs> you can't just go to a nutritionist and eat one healthy meal and be like, why am I not losing weight? Right. You, I am permanently a healthier person because I had because one salad. I had one salad. You can't just go to a chiropractor for one adjustment and think that you're magically going to start feeling better. Right. Acupuncture, all of these allied health professionals require multiple sessions because it requ- it's a process because yeah. our body is not a machine. There's no control, alt, delete. Well, and talking about how like easily our bodies revert back to our old habits. Yes. Like
0: it took so long for us to get to this place. Like mm-hmm. meaning… If you are having like leaking or heaviness or you're having pain in a certain body part, that was not – like it It drives me crazy when clients tell me that, oh, my back hurt after this workout. Mm -hmm. I don't think my form was
1: bad. I'm like, it's not one set. It's not one set. There is
0: not one exercise and one set that made your back hurt. We need to talk about your workout for the entire – like the whole workout – in that hour. We got to talk about your workouts for the entire week. We have to talk about everything that was going on at home. We have to talk about your stress level. We have to talk about how your child was sick and you literally carried them on your Mm -hmm. hip the entire week. Like there's, So many other factors. So people look at me kind of funny when I'm like, well, how did the rest of your week go? Right. Like you have to tell me what else is going on because we've been working on your deadlift form for months and months Mm -hmm. and months. And I'm not worried about how you executed it on one day. On one day. Right. I'm not. We build way much, way more like resilience in your body through our workouts that way. So you have to give yourself more credit that you know what you're doing Mm -hmm. over time that one funny move is not going to throw you into, like, an awful week. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, Mm -hmm. but it's because your body is, like, stressed in different ways and it's already at its breaking point. And then you bend over to pick up, like... That barbell that one day, and your body's like, I'm done. Yeah. But it normally gives you like a whole bunch of warning sides leading up to that that we just totally ignore. Yeah. And then that one time, it like sends us into like, well, now you're laying on the floor for a couple of days, mm-hmm. you're going to the chiropractor, you're going back to PT, you're doing all these things. But it wasn't the deadlift. Mm-hmm. It was everything leading was the, up to yeah, the deadlift. The accumulation. Like, m- perhaps you were too exhausted to even be training that day. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't but have been working out. you forgot yeah. that you only got three yeah. hours of sleep and you've been super stressed about health issues with your family. Like who knows? But mm-hmm. there's all these things that go into that decision yep. like to work out that day or is this exercise a good choice for today? And often clients just don't tell me that right. stuff. right. And yeah. I'm like, well, if this has been bothering you and this, and you've been feeling tension here, here, and here, that was not the right choice for today.
1: But yeah. I didn't know any of those things. For sure. And like how many times people come to PT and we do the most gentle things on the table after manual therapy that are feeling great. They leave here and then, you know, they come back to their next session. I w- I was in agony after last session. And I'm like, Really? okay, like we did super gentle stuff. So like I need to modify something clearly. And then when I further investigate, it's like, oh, well, I went to go pick up my kids and then I had dinner with my in-laws and I hate my mother-in-law and then I was stressed and and I'm like, I'm sorry. You thought that your breathing exercise was the thing that b- bothered your back? Right. like, And not the four-hour car ride, then going and talking to the in-laws that you don't like, and then driving yeah. home. Like, there's so it's much all, it more. It all matters.
0: It all has to do with how you feel overall. Yeah. And that's the same reason why we can't stop working out or stop coming for treatment until these new habits mm-hmm. have, like, solidified. Yes. So just because you feel better one day doesn't mean- You're done. Oh, this is going to yes. be great long term and I don't have to come back because if that's how you, you know, you like cancel the rest of your treatment plan Mm -hmm. and and do all these things, that's how you'll end up spending more money long term because you didn't make sure that these habits are going to stick. Like you just do it long term. And
1: I would say that that's like probably the top thing that also kind of annoys me is when patients will cancel their plan of care after they start feeling good after one visit, two visits. And they're like, I feel great. And I'm like, Okay, if we could just like do a couple more sessions, just to solidify that challenge the system a little bit more. Yeah, it's give just you not another stick. menstrual cycle because it needs to stick. Because if it doesn't stick, your symptoms are going to come back, and then either you won't think that it worked, that therapy worked. Or you're just going to have to sign up for another plan of care, which is obviously yeah, not totally. something that we want. And like,
0: to. let's be totally honest: we both know plenty of patients and clients, and and just people in general that like have no chill, right? Right? They're like type A; they're high stress people, mm-hmm. and they just want like instant results and they have no patience. Mm-hmm. So often, those people are the ones that like their injuries like reoccur mm-hmm. all the time. They're always dealing with something because they don't ever give anything enough time to work. Yeah. Yeah. They just keep like moving on to something else. Like yeah. I can
1: think of a bunch of people off the top mm-hmm. of my head that I'm like, I'm never going to be able to help you. Yeah. Because you, you just, just you're aren't on to listening. The next thing. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like on to the next thing. And so these habits have to be solidified. These things take time. Our body is not... A control alt delete, like I've said now yeah. three times, right? We have to be, we're more than machines. We're a lot smarter than that. So our body has to have a little bit more time. There has to be a little bit more of a progression. You can't just expect to do one exercise for yeah. the rest of your life and be set forever. The time it takes to like break
0: old habits and relearn new ones is like a really long time especially if it's stuff we've been dealing with for like years and years and years and often when people have gone through multiple pregnancies and multiple like postpartum experiences and now are finally dealing with these things Mm -hmm. like this is going to take a lot of time to like undo Mm -hmm. the tendencies in their body and the habits that they've already created so Mm -hmm. If you are frustrated with the fact that your, you know, your Instagram reel that you were trying to follow or the latest YouTube workout that you did is just not making you feel the way you should, like, hopefully this gives you a little bit of clarity and gives you a little less frustration that like, it's not you, it's the process. Yeah. So you've got to be a little bit more patient with yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, we hope you learned something and got something out of this and it helps you feel better long term going forward. So thanks for joining us for this episode of the Moms in Motion podcast. See you next time. Bye.